Welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and uh, glad to have you back. Or if it's your first time, welcome. We are focusing in on some very small or, or, or narrowly defined elements of jazz history, jazz recorded history, that is. So today, what we're going to do for something a little different, I guess, is feature a trumpet player who was a very noted big band trumpet player. He didn't lead too many recording dates in his life, but uh, he did do several in the late 1930s, and we're going to be listening to the products of those today. Uh, his name was Ziggy Elman. His real name was Harry Finkelman, and he was born in Philadelphia in 1914. He was uh, kind of a prodigy, I guess. He learned a lot of different instruments, and over the course of his career, of course, he was best known as a trumpet player, but at different times he played trombone, clarinet, baritone sax, piano, vibraphone, all sorts of different things. He was really a, a multi-instrumentalist in the best way of looking at that. Uh, one of his first... Uh, Notable jobs was with a band led by a musician named Alex Bartha. Bartha, I guess. He uh, was leading a band uh, in Atlantic City, and they made a series of recordings uh, in the early 1930s, 32, 3, thereabouts. And uh, it was while with this band, uh, he played some trumpet, but he played mostly trombone, actually, with that band. He uh, came to the attention of Benny Goodman, who hired him in about 1936 to come in and replace Sterling Bowes on trumpet. Sterling Bowes, we've done a program on him in the past. We're going to be doing uh, another Sterling Bowes podcast coming up, featuring some of the music that he recorded with the big bands. But uh, he ran afoul of Goodman in one way or another, and so Goodman needed another trumpet player who could be called on to solo, so he got Ziggy Elman to come in. Ziggy, uh, as the notes to one one of my CDs points out uh, was the only person who could claim to have played clarinet in Benny Goodman's band and trombone in Tommy Dorsey's uh, in the uh, recording that um, Goodman did of Bach Goes to Town, the Alec Templeton uh, piece. Uh, it was written for five clarinets or, or six clarinets, I think, something like that. And uh, Ziggy Elman had to uh, deputize on one of the clarinets in the in the role in, in, during the recording. So after he went with Goodman. Uh, he uh, played some of the lead trumpet uh, with the Goodman Band, but he uh, was very fortunate, I think you would have to say, in being with an incredibly good, in fact, a legendary trumpet section. The three trumpets in the Goodman Band, uh, 1937-38 or so, were Ziggy Elman, Harry James, and Chris Griffin. All three of them were excellent soloists, all three of them capable of playing very good lead, and by their own uh, testimony, they switched back and forth a lot, playing lead and solos, and sometimes it's kind of hard to tell one from the other. Ziggy Elman was known as a... Uh, sort of flashy trumpet player who specialized in klezmer effects, Jewish effects. Um, the Freilich, you know, he had the hit recording of And the Angels Sing with Benny Goodman, where he played kind of a Jewish wedding dance in the middle of the song, and he was known for uh, playing that style. But really, he could play quite a lot more than that. He was a very good jazz trumpet player. Some of his recordings with, for example, Lionel Hampton, small groups, uh, casual recordings of the 1930s, show that he was really a, a, an excellent uh, jazz trumpet player from that period. The recordings we're going to hear today, uh, with the exception of two of them, were made for Victor. They were done uh, under the title of Ziggy Elman and His Orchestra, and basically what it was was Ziggy Elman fronting the reed and rhythm sections of the Benny Goodman Band. And uh, I have no idea who did the arrangements of these. Uh, they're kind of studies in saxophone sections. There are two distinct and excellent saxophone sections featured on these recordings, and it's really kind of a lesson in how to uh, write for and play in a swing-era saxophone section. We'll be talking about those as we go along. Uh, in the first uh, session, which was recorded in December of 1938, December 28th, uh, we have Ziggy Elman, of course, on trumpet. In the saxophone section, we have Dave Matthews and Nani Bernardi, 
along with Jerry Jerome and Art Rollini on tenor saxes. And uh, as I said, that was the Benny Goodman saxophone section of that period. In the rhythm section, we have Just Stacy on piano, Ben Heller on guitar, Harry Goodman on bass, and Al Kendis on drums. These are all uh, excellent swing musicians. And as I said, I don't know who did the arrangements here, but they're very, very tastefully done. Uh, and they strike a good balance between dance music and jazz. Just because he's Ziggy Elman, we're going to have to start out with one of his Freilich-type pieces. This is And the Angels Sing, cut down to the smaller group. And uh, for purposes of this record, it was called Freilich in Swing. And we'll feature Ziggy doing his, his usual best. Actually, the beginning and ending of this record are really excellent uh, examples of ballad performance on trumpet. During the, in the Benny Goodman recording, the first chorus was taken uh, uh, by Martha Tilton singing, but Ziggy plays the melody uh, in a very compelling fashion here before he goes in to the up-tempo section. So we'll start with that, Freilich and Swing. Then we're going to go to a bluesy performance called 29th and Dearborn, written by Richard M. Jones, the African-American composer in Chicago. Following that, another uh, African-American tune written for a show by Maceo Pinkard called Sugar. Then we're going to do a classic swing tune, Let's Fall in Love, by Harold Arlen and Ted Kohler. Um, this was recorded many times in the in the 1930s. I remember it from a Three Stooges film in the 1950s, sung by Muriel Landers, uh, Let's Fall in Love. Then we're going to end up with the title of our program today called Zagin with a Zig. This is an original by Ziggy Elman on a fairly straight-ahead uh, set of chord changes that could have been any number of other tunes, and uh, we'll show off his playing. We're also going to be hearing uh, from some of the tenor saxophone players, and especially from Jess Stacy on piano. He gets quite a lot of solo space on these recordings. Uh, for the first uh, three tunes, Freilich and Swing, 29th and Dearborn and Sugar, we'll hear that uh, band that I just mentioned, and we'll hear solos by both Jerry Jerome and Art Rollini. And then, on uh, Let's Fall in Love and Zagin with Zig, uh, that uh, comes from the next session, which was June 8th of 1939, and featured Jaime Scherzer playing lead alto, along with the same sax section and same rhythm section. Actually, Artie Bernstein plays bass on that one. So those are the two different groups, uh, Ziggy Elman and his orchestra. Uh, Freilich and Swing, 29th and Dearborn, Sugar, Let's Fall in Love, and Zagin with Zig. <laughs>
Ziggy Elman and his orchestra, really the Benny Goodman Orchestra minus the brass section, uh, and the drummer, the different drummer, Al Kendis. I don't really know who Al Kendis was. He was a, uh, a fellow who showed up on a few sessions, including uh, one or two by Toots Mondello, and we're going to hear some of those uh the results of one of those sessions coming up in a little while. Also, I have a, uh, another podcast coming out of Toots Mondello, the great lead alto player. We haven't heard from him yet, but we will shortly. So we started out with Freilich and Swing, or uh, And the Angels Sing, all featuring Ziggy Elman there, all the way through doing his uh, usual uh, routine on that tune. That was his big hit with the Benny Goodman Orchestra, his big feature. Following that, we went to 29th in Dearborn. As I said, that was a uh, Richard M. Jones composition. A uh, good feature for Elman, along with uh, Jess Stacy on piano and Jerry Jerome on tenor sax. The two tenor saxes for the two sessions that we heard on this set, uh, as I said, are Jerry Jerome and Art Rolini. Art Rolini was a little bit older. Um, he was the brother of Adrian Rolini, younger brother, and he had played in England for a while. He'd come back and played in several swing bands and Red Nichols band. And he was uh, one of Benny Goodman's first tenor sax soloists. He tended to play with a rounder, uh, kind of more finished sound. Jerry Jerome had a had a belly sound, uh, almost like Herschel Evans, you know, the great tenor player with the Count Basie band at the time. We've done a podcast on Herschel Evans as well, so you can tell them that way. And it was Jerry Jerome on 29th in Dearborn. Following that, we went to Sugar, which gave us a nice uh, example of Art Rolini's playing. We had a nice rolling solo by him on that, almost a full chorus, Art Rolini. And then uh, more Ziggy and more Jess Stacy. After that, we went to uh, Let's Fall in Love, and that was from the second session. The first three tunes were from the uh, December 28, 1938 session. That was the section, uh, saxophone section led by Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews was better known as a tenor sax player. Later on, he played with Harry James and several other groups. He was a very good arranger, too. But he was playing lead alto with Benny Goodman for a short time in 1938-39. So the second session uh, was from June 8th of 1939. All these recordings for Victor. And we heard a very good feature for the whole saxophone section on Let's Fall in Love, the Harold Arlen and Ted Kohler tune, and uh, that section was led by Jaime Scherzer, who was possibly Goodman's favorite lead alto player. He was uh, uh, famous for leading the, the, the classic version of the Benny Goodman Victor band, or the leading the sax section, I should say. He wasn't really a soloist, but a really matchless uh, lead alto player. He played with almost a violin-y style, that uh, sort of um, sweet sound that uh, used to be known as the French style of saxophone playing. We'll hear a counterpoint to that coming up in a little while. So, uh, in addition to, uh, and let's fall in love, we also heard Art Rolini on a solo there, a full chorus solo, showing him to be a very fine soloist. In the last tune, Zaggin' with Zig, we went back to Jerry Jerome. So there was a very democratic issuance of uh, solo space among the tenor saxophone players on these recordings. And uh, Goodman was fortunate in that he uh, always had great tenor sax players and often had a couple of soloists in uh, that section at a time. So now we're going to uh, go to, well, is it the next session? I guess it is. We're going to the third session, which is in August, August 29th of 1939. Pretty much the same band. Um, in this case, it's a different bass player. We keep changing bass players here. Joe Schwartzman. I don't know anything about Joe Schwartzman, but he played in this section, uh, rhythm section, for this recording session of Ziggy Elman's orchestra. And we're going to hear uh, the Rogers and Hart tune, You Took Advantage of me, followed by uh, what I think of as kind of a prototypical 
1930s tune, I'm Yours, a really great tune by uh, Johnny Green and Yip Harburg, a very melodic sound that you hear, hear a lot in soundtracks from movies and cartoons and so forth, and occasionally sung, but it's a familiar melody, um, even if you don't know the title. After that, we're going to hear a, a kind of an unusual version of Am I Blue, the Harry Axe tune from the mid-1920s that uh, was a big hit for Ethel Waters and many other singers. It usually was taken as kind of a slow and bluesy tune. Here it's more up-tempo and a kind of a tricky arrangement. This is also from that uh, session in August of 1939. For the last tune of that set, we're going to go to... Uh, December 27th of 1939. I should mention all of these recordings were also done in New York City. So we're finishing up that set with a Rudy Valley tune, Rudy Valley and Ray Henderson. Uh, by far the best tune that Rudy Valley ever wrote called Deep Night. And this is another one of those tunes that usually was played kind of um, stately and mysteriously in a way, uh, but in this case it's taken up tempo as well with another kind of um, I won't say virtuosic arrangement, but certainly a very intricate arrangement. And we'll tell you about the soloists as we go along on there. Actually, uh, this is a slightly different band on this one. Instead of Art Rollini, we're going to hear um, Babe Russin on this one. So again, this is Ziggy Elman and his orchestra, using members primarily from the Benny Goodman Band, and uh, some very good saxophone sections. We're going to start with You Took Advantage of Me, go to I'm Yours, Am I Blue, and then Deep Nights. Thank you. 
couple of slightly different personnels. We started out with You Took Advantage of Me from August 29th, 1939. And uh, we heard uh, in the saxophone section Jaime Scherzer and Noni Bernardi on altos, Jerry Jerome and Babe Russin on tenor. And then the rhythm section, Jess Stacy on piano, uh, be featured on... Uh, First three of these numbers, anyway. Ben Heller on guitar, Joe Schwartzman on bass, and Al Kendis on drums. And um, uh, on You Took Advantage of Me, we heard, uh, I believe it was, actually, Babe Russin playing tenor sax. That was uh, He was a, a, an addition, a replacement for Art Rolini for this particular session. So we heard him, uh, kind of a big-toned, almost a Ben Webster type of style, uh, doing that. You took advantage of me. Following that, we went to I'm Yours, which featured the other tenor player, Jerry Jerome, along with, of course, Ziggy Elman and Just Stacy. Then that unusual arrangement of Am I Blue, kind of a hot arrangement, a swingy arrangement of that, featuring Babe Russin and Jess Stacy and Ziggy Elman again. And then we finished up with Deep Night, a very peculiar arrangement of that uh, Rudy Valley song, which is usually very atmospheric. That came from, uh, let's see, where did that come from? November 27th of 1939. Art Rolini was back in the fold, Babe Russin was gone, and Rolini took a short solo on that one. And we also have a different sounding saxophone section because it's led by Toots Mondello. I had mentioned him earlier, and we have a podcast out, or will be out shortly, of his solo recordings coming up. But he played lead alto for Benny Goodman's band when uh, the band was playing for the Let's Dance broadcast. He was a very well-thought-of studio musician in New York from the early 30s all the way up into the 1980s. He had a very long and active career as a lead alto player. He was also a very good clarinet player and a very good flute player, and he ended up doing some classical compositions on flute. Uh, we're going to hear a solo by him coming up, and we're going to hear two tunes by pretty much the same group that we're hearing now, but under Toots' name, and that's going to finish up our program in a little while. As I mentioned, Deep Night uh, came from that uh, November 27th session that also featured pianist Milt Raskin. Uh, Jess Stacy had uh, moved on from the Goodman Band at that point, and Milt Raskin, who had composed or had composed the song Laura, I think, was uh, deputized to play piano on this session, and uh, we heard a solo by him on Deep Night. So we're going to move to our last uh, series of recordings by this group. We're going to hear three from the December 26, 1939 date by the Ziggy Elman Orchestra. And this features, again, Toots Mondello leading the section. We'll hear him play a solo as well, along with Nani Bernardi on alto sax, Jerry Jerome and Art Rolini back again on tenor sax. Johnny Guarneri, in this case, is on piano. He had uh, been playing with some of the uh, Goodman groups and the Goodman sextet from that period as well. Ben Heller on guitar, Eddie Bernstein on bass, and Nick Fatul on drums. So a little bit more uh, of the Goodman band here for you. The three tunes we're going to hear from uh, under Ziggy's name are uh, one of his own tunes, Forgive My Heart, which sounds like it should be a ballad, but it actually turns into one of those klezmer, frelick types of pieces. Then we're going to hear a, uh, a jazzy tune uh, by Ziggy and Nani Bernardi together called Tootin' My Baby Back Home. And then we're going to end up with Something to Remember You By, uh, which is a tune that I believe the Goodman Band also uh, recorded, or, or actually there is a recording of the Goodman Band uh, playing that, uh, featuring Toots Mondello and um, uh, I think Helen Forrest at that point. Anyway, um, we're going to uh, be hearing the Ziggy Elman version of that, and that will feature a nice Toots Mondello solo. 
Then we're going to finish up the program with two tunes by uh, Toots Mondello and his orchestra. These were recorded for Varsity, a different label, also in November of 1939. Features a very similar band, Ziggy Elman on trumpet, Toots Mondello, Nani Bernardi, Jerry Jerome and Art Rolini on the saxophones. Claude Thornhill plays piano on this one. Uh, he was not part of the Goodman milieu at the time. Carl Kress on guitar, Joe Schwartzman, who we heard a little bit earlier on bass, and Al Kendis on drums. And we're going to hear two of the four tunes recorded that day. We're going to hear St. Louis Gal, St. Louis Gal, which was composed by the pianist from the original Dixieland Jazz Band, J. Russell Robinson. And then we're going to finish up with a jazz tune from an earlier vintage recorded by Bix Beiderbecke and his gang uh, called Louisiana. And that was uh, composed by J.C. Johnson and Andy Razaf. And we're going to hear solos by uh, quite a few of those musicians that I just mentioned, uh, especially Toots Mondello. So those are our five tunes to finish up this part of the program. Forgive My Heart, Tootin' My Baby Back Home, Something to Remember You By, St. Louis Gal, and Louisiana.
have Ziggy Onan and his orchestra from 1938-39. And a couple of uh, bonus tracks by Toots Mondello and his orchestra, essentially the same group. So we started out with um, that unusual uh, feature for Ziggy Elman, that uh, sort of klezmer tune that he wrote, Forgive My Heart, and uh, shows his playing off. In some ways, that's a more tasteful version of uh, some of those show pieces that we talked about earlier. Then after that, we went to uh, two tunes, Tootin' My Baby Back Home and Something to Remember You By. Both of those, or all three of those, actually came from December 26th of 1939, and those were tunes that... Uh, um, featured uh, the sax section led by Toots Mondello. Toots Mondello, who also played a solo on Something to Remember You By, and Nani Bernardi on alto saxes, and Jerry Jerome and Art Rollini. And uh, uh, Jerome played a solo on Tootin' uh, My Baby Back Home. And uh, interesting uh, tenor soloist. He had a lot of uh, great uh, uh, solos during the late 1930s into the 40s. He went into studio work later and did some very interesting uh, commercial work, commercials, and used some jazz players on those as well. We also heard Johnny Guarneri on piano playing solo on a couple of those tunes. He was a, a, a actually kind of a stylistically more forward-looking musician than just Stacy was. He uh, performed with some of the early bebop musicians, although he was definitely a swing player. Ben Heller on guitar, Eddie Bernstein on bass, and Nick Fatul on drums. Then we went to those two tunes that were done in November of 1939 for the varsity label, Toots Mondello and his orchestra, essentially the same band, and uh, a little bit different rhythm section. Claude Thornhill on piano, who we heard soloing uh, on uh, St. Louis Gal, the first tune we heard from that series, also featured Adrian Rollini on tenor sax, along with the leader, Toots Mondello, playing a beautiful alto solo, uh, as he did on Something to Remember You By also, and Ziggy Elman, this time as a sideman, playing some great trumpet. Then we finished up with Louisiana, the J.C. Johnson tune, some great saxophone section work, actually on both of those tunes. And uh, in this case, uh, Jerry Jerome played the tenor solo, and we even heard a little bit of a guitar solo by Carl Kress. So some very interesting swing music, uh, arranged, no doubt. I mean, it was not a faker band. There were charts obviously being uh, produced for them. I don't know who did them. I, it would be nice to know who did those arrangements, because they're very effective ones, and whoever it was wrote very nicely for the saxophone section. So hope you've enjoyed this program. Some different uh, swing music that you might not have been familiar with, although some familiar musicians on there. And I uh, hope you uh, are inspired to go look up my Toots Mondello podcast, which is going to be um, broadcast on WETF, as part of my radio show, The Jazz Focus, and it'll show up back on this station probably in about a month or so. So once again, you're listening to the Jazz Focus. If you'd like to sponsor us, hit that little button wherever you see that little button for sponsorship and do it as a one-time gesture or uh, as a sustaining member once a month or whatever. We'd love to have you as a member of the family and again, we'd love to get ideas from some of our constituents. So, John Clark, the Jazz Focus, hope to meet you again on these airways and until then, I'll see you on the other side.